0: The Wings Media presents, Real People, Real Victories, with your host Pastor Tondi Daniels. God will usher you to the next great season of your life as you listen to this message. Stay tuned, you will be richly blessed. 2 Corinthians chapter number 1, verse 20 to 22. For all the promises of God in him are ye... And in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. Now, he which established us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God, who has also sealed us and given the earnest of the spirit in our hearts. Hallelujah. I want to very quickly speak on the subject. Anointing for multiple fulfillments. Hallelujah. All of the promises of God. They are yea and they are amen. Yes meaning that God has said yes. To all of them. Is anybody with me? God has said yes. To all of his promises. In your life. In other words, there is none of his word that you choose to stand upon that. God will say, No, my child, this one is not for you. Is anybody with me this evening? I mean this morning. Amen. Listen to me. All of the promises of God, they might not come into your they might not come to pass in your life at once. If it is not coming to pass in your life now, listen to me it might be because it is not time yet for that one to be fulfilled in your life. Is anybody with me? Because in his time, God makes all things beautiful in his time. So listen, the fulfillment of God's word in your life has, has his timing. So listen, for this season and this period of we are in, there are certain word of God. Listen, certain promises of God that must be fulfilled in your life as a matter of urgency. As a matter of urgency because some of us seem to be lagging behind in actualizing or realizing those things that God has spoken concerning us maybe as a church and as individuals. Praise the name of Jesus. But the fact that maybe you are lagging behind in fulfillment doesn't make that word to be a non-effect. It doesn't make the promises of God to be a lie. Hallelujah. It doesn't make it a lie. It doesn't mean that God lied to you. That it didn't mean what he said. No. He meant what he said. And he will do what he, what he says. Come, I say God meant what he said. And he, and he will do what he says. Hallelujah. That he will do in your life. So his promises. They are yea. And they are amen. So for everyone there are promises. There are prophecies. Because the word of God is prophetic in nature. It is meant to have fulfillment. To bring the carrier of that word. Into what? Into fulfillment. Every. Word of God, promises of God are prophetic in nature. And listen to me, the nature of prophecy is fulfillment. And if I carry out the Word of God, then your destiny is a destiny of, of multiple fulfillments. I don't know where somebody is following me this morning. But I realize that the word that is spoken over your life, listen to me, needs to be activated. The promises of God in your life requires activation. And the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the seal of the Spirit of God is what activates the promises of God, the prophetic promises of God and listen to me and brings you into the fulfillment of them. Is anybody with me this morning? Jesus was exemplary. He was an example, a perfect example of a man that carried prophecies. One of the very powerful prophecies about the Messianic prophecies of Jesus is in the book of Isaiah chapter 9. For unto all the child is born and unto us, a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, and of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end, and upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment, with justice, and from henceforth even forever the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. Hear me. Prophetic. I can show you many more. Isaiah 53 that talks about the suffering of Jesus. The passion week of Christ. But hear this. Isaiah 61 alright tells us the activation. Isaiah chapter 9 Chapter fifty-three tells us about his mission. Isaiah chapter sixty-one, from verse one, tells us about what God is going to use to make happen what He has said. Remember, in the latter part of the scripture that I read, the Bible said, "The the zeal of the Lord shall what shall perform it." Now, in chapter sixty, verse one, the Bible says, "What." The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me, hallelujah, to preach what? Good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Yes. He has anointed me to preach the good tidings unto the meek. Yes. To proclaim liberty to the captive. And the opening of the prison. To them that are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And the day of vengeance. Of our God. Thank you. To comfort all the months. Thank you. There are many more things there. But listen to me. Every prophecy. Every promises of God. Requires activation. And the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Is what brings about the activation. That's why the Bible says. For all the promises, the prophecies of God, they are yea and they are amen. Then the next verse 22, the Bible says, He that establishes us with you in Christ and anointed us is God. After you have received the promises, you need the anointing. And God is your anointer. So the one that gives you the promise also will listen to me and impact you with the grace. With the anointing. In order to realize it. Is anybody with me this morning? The same God will anoint you. So the anointing. Is the power behind destiny fulfillment. When you carry it. Listen to me. Certain promises of God in your life. Will begin to find practical expression. He makes your life available for fulfillment. Hallelujah. It makes your life what? Available for fulfillment. Very quickly I will share about seven things with you that the anointing will make happen in your journey of destiny fulfillment. Number one, very quickly, the anointing, listen, is the power that sponsors the light in your life. It is what makes your life to be bright. It is what brings you into your destiny of distinction. The anointing is what brings your life out of the darkness of life and brings you into the light of God's glory. It is possible to have a lamp and not have a light. Is anybody with me this morning? Is anybody with me? It is possible to have a lantern in your house and yet there is no what? There is no light in it. How many of you remember the story of the the ten virgins? Hallelujah. All of them have lamps that have light. But at one time, listen to me. The light of a particular set went off. Why? Because there was no light. There was no oil. Hallelujah. And when it was time to enter with the Lord into that destiny of fulfillment, they were denied. Because they were grounded in darkness. Their life. Their lives were remanded in darkness. Listen to me. The oil is what God deposits into your life. Listen. That sponsors the light of your life. That gives you a destiny of distinction. That makes the glory of God to begin to manifest in every areas of your life. That's why the Bible says that, 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 that an oil that makes the face of a man to shine. Hallelujah. The work of the oil is to make your face to shine. Is to bring shining into your life. Praise the name of Jesus. Psalm 104 verse 15. Unwind and make a glad heart of man. And oil to make his face to shine. And bread which strengthens the hearts. Praise the name of Jesus. So the oil makes the face of a man to shine. I see you entering into a new season of distinction. In the name of Jesus Christ. Number two, very quickly. The anointing causes the righteous to flourish. Psalm 92. Hallelujah. The Bible says, but my horn shall thou anoint, shall thou exalt, like the horn of a unicorn. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. My eyes, are also see the desires of my enemies. Let's go to verse 12. The writer shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow up like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of, of the Lord shall also what? flourish in the courts of our God. Hallelujah. When you are anointed, the anointed, listen to me, causes you to be fruitful. The Bible says in old age, they shall begin to bring forth fruits. Even in old age. In verse 13 of that same scripture. You will begin to flourish. You will begin to blossom and bud. Your life is not barren. Hallelujah. The yoke of barrenness is destroyed in your life. And you enter into a time and a season of fruitfulness. Hallelujah. Is anybody with me this morning? You enter into a time and a season of fruitfulness. Your life begins to flourish. You begin to bloom. You begin to blossom. You begin to flourish. Hallelujah. I see somebody under the sound of my voice. By reason of this morning's anointing. Your life shall begin to bloom. You shall begin to blossom. You shall begin to bud in the name of Jesus. Your life shall begin to break forth on every side. You will begin to flourish in the name of Jesus Christ. Number four. Is that number three or number four? The anointing positions you for restoration. Hallelujah. The anointing is God's key secret to your restoration. Praise the name of the Lord. When you are anointed, that anointing brings restoration into your life. Something that has been lost naturally in your life is supernaturally restored in your life. Hallelujah. Is anybody with me this morning? One of the things that happened when when King Saul was anointed, in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 2, was that Samuel told him and said, as to leave me today after this anointing service he said you shall meet some people by ben, ben, at 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 Benjamin's uh, uh, sepulchre at Caesar near Rachel's sepulchre he, he said listen to me he said they shall they shall tell you that the ashes that you have gone to that you have lost that you are going to look for have been found hallelujah After this anointing, you shall begin to experience restoration. Something that lost, that got lost, that got missing, that was displaced in your life, it shall be replaced. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hello, is anybody with me? Ruth lost her husband, lost everything. But listen, she followed Naomi. Into the land of Israel. Listen to me. She was already married. She was no longer a virgin. In Israel. Hello. Coupled with the fact that she was a Moabites. She was from a foreign land. Listen to me. The law of Israel. The law of Israel. Actually forbids. A prince. Because Boaz was a prince. In Israel. He was from the tribe of Judah. Listen to me. The law forbids them. One, to marry somebody that is not a virgin. Number two, the law forbids them. Listen. To marry somebody that is not an Israelite. Not to talk of a woman that has married before and the husband died. Ruth has everything against her life and destiny. I'm sure age. Also was not on her side anymore. Because when she married. She stayed with her husband for about 10 years. So age again was against her life. So she has age against her. The law of Israel against her. The law of virginity against her. But listen. When it was time. Naomi knew the secret. Naomi told her. In the book of Ruth. Chapter number 3 verse 3. He said, when you go out today, don't go out the usual way. Wash yourself, dress yourself, and lastly, put an anointing on your life. Anoint thyself, because something will happen. The promises of God in Israel is about to be fulfilled. There is a prophetic destiny that you are meant to be part of, that will not become a reality if the anointing is not there. So she wore that anointing and put it on and dressed and did everything. By the time she got to where she was going in the farmland, where she was working as a slave girl, there were other madams in that house before she came. Listen to me. Boaz didn't know what happened. Went after her. Told her, look, I don't know something about you. I want to marry you, but I need to do it the proper way. There are certain people that have rights to you before me. He now carried her and took her to those people. All of them said they don't want. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine the trouble that when you are anointed and God is bringing restoration to your life, people will go the extra mile to do what is required for your life to be restored. as went the extra mile. It won't matter where you are. It won't matter the circle that you find yourself. Listen to me if the people that God has ordained for your restoration are in that place, they will do all that is required for your restoration to take place. And I see that restoration taking place in the name of Jesus Christ. I see, I see that restoration taking place in somebody's life in the name of Jesus. Number four, the anointing sustains and preserves you. The anointing is a sustainer and a preserver. Listen to me. Your destiny of of fulfillment, listen, is not only activated by the anointing, it is also preserved by the same. Hallelujah. It is also sustained by the same. Psalm 105, verse 15 says, Touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. Psalm 89, verse 20, and to 21, says that I found David, my servant, with my holy oil, have I anointed him, with whom my hand shall be established. Hallelujah. Hello, are you there? With whom my hand shall be established, my arm also shall strengthen him. The enemy shall not exert upon him. The son of wickedness shall not afflict him. If they tried, God said, I will plague them that hate him. Hello? Are you with me this morning? So the anointing, listen to me, he sustains and he preserves you. He makes you to become the touch of the Lord. Listen to me. He doesn't just preserve you from the attack of the enemy. It also sustains you in terms of famine and diseases and plagues in the land. I told you in this story before, I have never had Apollo before in my life. And I will never have it. I don't know about you. I've never had Apollo in my lifetime at my age. And I'm not so much of a small boy. Praise the Lord. And my children have never they have never con- contacted your conjunctivitis. This does this another name for Apollo. Not once. Listen to me, look at me. I have never been admitted in a hospital in all of my life, not once. That is to say, I sleep in a hospital overnight because I was sick, not once. And I will never be admitted. Does it mean that those outbreaks, those things that break out don't affect? No, it affects people. Only that it doesn't affect me. There is an anointing on my life. Listen to me that prevents that from happening. Remember, when God, when Aaron and, uh, and Miriam spoke against Moses. Alright? And leprosy came upon Miriam, it should have also come upon Aaron, but because of the anointing, he couldn't touch him. He couldn't touch him. I've told you a story in this church. You know, I've mean, tuberculosis is a very dangerous and very contagious sickness. Hallelujah. I walked into what form in just university teaching hospital, where the brother that was HIV AIDS positive that I went to pray for was because when somebody is HIV AIDS positive, one of the things that you begin to see is tuberculosis. That would be because, of, because the, uh, the, the immune system has been, has been depleted totally. That is what says, those soldiers in the body that fight diseases, they have already been conquered by the virus. So they cannot fight. So every thing, the man is down. Any thing is down. If he drinks anything, he's down. So tuberculosis is the main thing. So they keep them very far away. And they keep them in a the water that is very close to the mortuary. So at the moment they died, they just wheeled them into the mortuary. Because of the psychological effect of taking them through the, all the other worlds. So I went there, I was clearing the hospital of sick people. I came to pray for one man, but the rest of the people were asking for prayers. So I was laying hands on them. By the time I left the place, I have forgotten that I went to the hospital to go and pray. I have not gotten home yet to go and wash my hands. I just bought irike, uh, that is uh, what you call sugar cane. You know, if you live in the north and you don't eat sugar okay, you have never been to the north. I just bought that thing and I was eating. I've almost finished eating it when I remembered. Hey, I just, I just, I just told myself, eh? Eh? in Jesus' mighty <laughs> name, from that day till today, I don't know what tuberculosis is like, but from that contact, it was easy to contact it. Because doctors that go to deal with them, they wear gloves when they are dealing with them. I went with my hand and anointing oil. I was anointing them. Two weeks later, the man that had HIV was discharged. I mean, two months later, the man that had HIV was discharged from there. He came to church and shared testimony. He healed of HIV AIDS. Listen to me. You are preserved. Like I was trying to say, it is not the preservation. It's not just bodily... Listen to me. I saw one amazing scripture in the book of Revelation chapter 6 verse 6. When God sent certain angels out to cause famine in the land. When he was giving them instruction as for the thing that they should affect. He gave them instruction they should afflict the land. But do you know what? He said that they should not touch two things. Number one, don't touch the wine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number two, don't touch the oil. Have you seen it? 6 6, Revelation. Revelation 6 6, let me read it. And I had a voice. Yes. Yeah. A measure of wheat. Do you know what that means? That this will say, A measure of wheat shall be sold for $20. That's for me. Because I read that scripture in other versions. He said, a small wheat, like a loaf of bread, one loaf of bread, that at the most buy for 300 naira. he says it shall be sold for 20 dollars. One dollar in Nigeria is 360 times 20. That's how much? Almost 10,000. That's, a loaf of bread will be sold for 10,000 naira. God was saying that there is going to be famine. But listen to me. Yes, go on. For a penny. Yes. For the same. yeah. He said, see. He said, but beware. Yes? You must not touch the oil and the wine. So listen to me. Even when there is famine, the anointing is meant to sustain you. You are not hearing my word. Is anybody know what I'm saying? He said, don't touch the what? The oil and the wine. Because they are symbolic of something important. They are symbolic of something unusual. Hallelujah. Don't touch the oil. Do not touch the wine. So listen to me. When you are a carrier of the anointing, what is touching others will not touch you. What is hurting others economically will not hurt you. When other people's businesses are closing down, that is when your own will be expanding. If I'm talking to believers, shout a louder Amen. With With what do you think that Elijah sustained himself and that woman during the time of famine in Israel? It was the anointing. Hallelujah. It was the anointing. Praise the name of Jesus. Number what? Number five. The anointing sanctifies and consecrates. What does it mean to be sanctified? To be sanctified, listen to me, is to be set apart. In the Old Testament, if you look at the book of Leviticus chapter number 10, sorry, chapter number 8, verse 10 to 12, God told Moses that he should anoint the tabernacle And everybody that that would be ministering within that tabernacle. Aaron being the chief servant. And the reason for the anointing. For the tabernacle. And all the things that are used within that tabernacle. Hear me. He showed that they can be separated. He said anoint them. And sanctify them. So listen. In other words. Ordinary people cannot touch it. Ordinary people cannot enter into that tabernacle to do whatever they want. It means that Aaron and his children somewhat they are special. They are in the class of they are in their own class. There are certain places that they can enter that an ordinary Israelite cannot, they are not touch. There are certain things that they can do and eat. Because the Levites actually are the only one permitted to eat the offerings of God. They are the only one that are permitted to offer it. They are the only one that are permitted to eat it. The Bible says, A stranger within that gate must not touch it. Will be, it will be a death sentence unto them. So listen to me. When you are anointed, Things that ordinary people, I mean, when you are anointed, you are consecrated and dedicated and sanctified. You are put in a special class. The anointing sets you apart for special destiny events. The things that ordinarily others cannot get you get it. Hallelujah. You are set apart as being favored. Does oh, anybody understand what I'm talking about? Things that others cannot get to get it. Places that others cannot enter. The door is open wide for you to enter thereof. The Shekinah glory. The ordinary children of Israel cannot see Aaron and his children see it. Because of the anointing. I prophesy by this morning's anointing. Places you have not been able to enter. Here to fall, They will call you to come and enter into such places. They will call you into such places. They will call you into such places. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. What what ordinary people that you know, your friends, what they have not been able to see, uh, God will will make you to begin to see it in anointing. What their hands have not been able to touch, your hands shall begin to lay hold of such things. Hallelujah. Lastly, as I begin to round up, number six, when you are anointed, you are elevated. You are what? You are elevated. You are promoted. Alright. The anointing lifts you. It moves you from just being an ordinary person. To an extraordinary person. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. So you see that a loser. A wanderer like Saul. Was anointed. A man who was the last man of his family, and his family is the last family in the tribe that is the last tribe of Benjamin in Israel. He was anointed, and he became king. Hello, an ordinary man. Secondly, you can see that in the book of uh, First Samuel, chapter ten. Number two, an ordinary person like David, a bastard child of Jesse, was anointed. And he became a king in Israel. What is it that differentiates all the other people? Is the anointing. He was a shepherd boy and a bastard yesterday. When he became king, even though people know his story, nobody dare call him a bastard. You see, when God lifts you, your negative background doesn't matter anymore. He actually now. The story of your glory because God has what has elevated you beyond the story this morning. I don't know what stories have been in your life, God is elevating you above those stories. I I said, God is elevating somebody above those negative stories. I said, God is elevating somebody here. Above every negative stories of your life. Yeah. Lastly, the anointing accelerates destiny accomplishments. It, it gives you some, let me use the word ferocity. Alright? Do you know why I use that word? Because that's the word the Bible itself used. Concerning Jehu. After he was anointed. In the book of 2nd King chapter 9 verse 6 and 20. So I'm not just speaking English and speaking Bible. The Bible says, and Jehu was riding furiously after he was anointed. Second Kings. Chapter 9. He was anointed in verse 6. Hello? And the man that sent that young prophet to go and do the anointing, he told him and said, the moment you are anointing, open the door and take off yourself. Because the man's anointing is in a hurry. It is a judgmental anointing. It is a vengeful anointing. It is an anointing that is to carry out a revenge, to accomplish something very quickly. So don't let him start with you. It will make him to be furious. So when you anoint him, open the door and take off for your dear life. So the young man took off, even though he was a prophet. Listen to me. After that time, the Bible says. Jehu came out of the room where he was anointed and every of his mates bowed before him when they saw the oil on his head. Even though he didn't want to accept it. He was a boy boy yesterday. Somebody that was to be to be commanded yesterday. Today he became a commander of a nation. Uh-uh. And the Bible says in order to accomplish that dream of becoming a commander he began to ride furiously into Jezreel. That is to Jerusalem. Listen to me. There is an anointing of a conqueror available this morning. Hallelujah. The anointing that will make you accomplish great things before the year is over. Because those things must happen quickly. Jezebel must be destroyed quickly. The household of hell must be taken out quickly. So the man was coming furiously. Nobody could stand him. No wonder Moses told Joshua no man shall be able to stand before you All the days of your life. Because you carry the anointing that cannot be resisted. You carry an anointing that cannot be hindered. You carry an anointing that cannot be opposed. You carry an anointing that cannot be stopped. Ah, no devil shall stop you anymore. I say no devil shall stop you anymore. If they try to crush them. Hallelujah. Ferocity. He was riding with so much speed. When they saw him coming from afar, they said, this guy is not, he's not coming to Joko. Everybody began to take off. The only person that didn't run, even, <laughs> even when the Enochs that were keeping Jezebel, when they came and saw Jehu, the way he was coming, they let Jezebel and ran away. Everybody ran away. <laughs> they gave him his way. After today, people shall begin to give you your way. Yeah. The reason why things seem to be hard is because there is not enough room for you. Hello, is anybody with me? When they saw him coming, they knew that this guy is not coming for a joke. He's coming for a revolution. He's coming for what? For a revolution. They began to give him his way. When Jezebel was, he was on the third floor or so of the house and said, and looked down and said, look at you. You are a mere servant. You have come to overthrow your master. He said, uh, He just looked around and said, Who is on my side? The same Enoch that were taking care of Jezebel. They came out of the... We are here. He said, throw her down from there. They just carried Jezebel and threw her from the place. But As she landed on the ground, she scattered into pieces. Uh, she just pieces from third floor. Uh, I've had people falling from 10th floor before and they survived. The anointing killed her totally. By time Jehu entered the palace to come back, they looked for her. Even her bone was not found. Dogs have licked her up and eaten her raw. A daughter of Israel that opposed an anointed man of God. Amen? Listen to me. Your enemies shall be eaten by dogs after today. Amen. Those that have said they won't give you your way, uh, they have lied. Acceleration for multiple fulfilment. The anointing is coming on your life this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up on your feet. Thank you for spending your time with us today. I am sure you've been richly blessed. Till we come your way again, stay blessed and stay connected.